0: Hello, Shady Oaks members and friends of Shady Oaks. Uh, this is an exciting endeavor we're embarking on now. Our club has has uh, appointed Mr. James Peebles, sitting to my right, as the uh, Heritage Committee Chairman. And this is one of our first uh, projects we're working on. And that is to archive all the history of Shady Oaks and get as deep and far into it as we can. Hear the funny stories over the years, and uh, and just so we can preserve the the great history of, of Shady Oaks. So. Uh, James and I today are honored to have our first person on our podcast. Uh, It's Marty Leonard with us today, and and you'll learn a lot more about Marty. So I'm not going to go into a long introduction, but because we're going to ask you to tell us a little bit about your history. But uh, so with that, let's get started preserving the history of Shady Oaks, and um, and this is going to be something we do many many versions of. So this is just the beginning. So Marty, thank you so much for for being our guest.
1: Appreciate being included. Absolutely.
0: So this is intended to be very casual, um, sparks and memories, you know, and and to preserve your knowledge of Shady Oaks for the future members, you know, to have appreciation like we all have for this great place. So, but to, before we get started, just if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your childhood and and uh, and your family, and then we'll get into golf here a little bit more. But your your family is so important to the history of Shady Oaks, so, yeah.
1: Thanks to my mother and father, that's that is the case. I, I assume you want me to not talk about golf background at this particular point, but no, just, like to just to your family.
0: Your, a bit about your, about well, my your...
1: family, my dad, uh, and mother and dad had four, four girls, all girls. My dad said he got stuck with five women, he used to talk about that a lot, so he had to put up with five of us all the time, and uh. Uh, grew up in a in a happy home and uh, lived in the same house most all of my growing up anyway and um, got along pretty well with my sisters most of the time. We had lots of uh, different interests, of course. Other than golf, I was more interested in golf than my sisters. But uh, we we had horses. We actually had horses where we lived part of the time. I remember one time they they got out. You'll love this story. They got out. We had them in our backyard, and they somehow they got out and got on Rivercrest, on the <laughs> golf course there, and did a lot of damage. You don't know, need to say Daddy had to deal with that. That's a funny story, I know. I hadn't thought about that in a long time. But, uh, Good. But uh, anyway, it was uh, we, we rode horses some and, and had very... Now, my father and mother did not at all, but uh, uh, it gives you a little bit of the beginning anyway.
0: Well, so you've had a nice career in golf and some accolades in your life with golf.
1: Well, I guess you could say that. I started, uh, started when I was about three years old and, uh, started, got pictures of me swinging a golf club when I was about three. Wow.
0: So I took yeah. to it
1: quicker than the rest, the rest of my, than my sisters did. And, uh, and went on and had wonderful teachers, A.G. Mitchell and early Alvin Combs from Colonial and, and, uh, Got some good and a, and a guy by the name of Mel Smith from California. So we spent our summers in California, both at Santa Barbara and Pebble Beach. I can tell you more about that. But uh, so I had good instruction, and uh, I loved all sports actually, but golf I concentrated on more than any of the others, and uh, got to be pretty good. Yes, and uh, not not quite as good as I'd like to have, but I played some competitive golf, of course, for a few years in my in my 20s and some in the teens as well and won a couple of events. And the, the real, only real disappointment for me in my golf life was that I never won the, the Women's Texas Open, or Women's Texas Amateur, I'm sorry. I was never a professional. And, uh, and I played the same gal three times, Marianne Rathmell she was at that time. And she was just enough better than me that she beat me every time
2: was it yeah. match play marty yeah was
1: it yeah and uh we in fact one of the events was at Colonial and of course uh, that was a big deal for me to get to play sure. there of course and and but didn't win that one either so so uh, uh and people would ask me you know or was i could know, have i considered did i consider playing professionally and uh I I said no. I just never did. I, I I for one thing, you know, on the women's tour back in those days wasn't what it is today, by a long really? shot. Uh-huh. And you didn't get to play good golf courses. And I was very spoiled. I have to admit that because mm-hmm. my dad, because of my father, because yeah. of, of course, what his role in in my life and as far as golf is concerned. So uh, and I just didn't. I I had lots of other interests as well. So I got involved in the community and did a lot of things like other things in the
0: community so so if you look back on your golf career what what are you most proud of achieving
1: mm, that's a hard one i never had thought about that i don't know that i'm uh, may, maybe being in at, at the end being inducted into texas golf hall of fame with my father right. or a different mm-hmm. time of course mm-hmm. but Probably, uh, if I had to sum it up that way, I think that would probably be
0: it. yes. Well, that does so so many different things. You've contributed to in the community and with lettered Links, and you know, I you've just had your hand in Fort Worth golf for your whole life. And
2: I have that. And still do. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. Marty, how would your dad become interested in golf? Did he talk about that?
1: I, I can this, this, As the story goes, and I'm sure this is a pretty accurate. It's been related many, many times. Of course, Dad started, you know, the Leonard's department. twenty-five foot when it wasn't a department store then, oh. twenty-five foot front grocery store on Houston's one hundred Houston Street. Okay, and his his uh, proceeds the first day were in you know, all these aprons. I've got wonderful photographs in the museum of my father with the aprons on, and I forget it anyway. I guess the proceeds don't matter much, but uh, he started there in 1918. He was from a uh, East Texas, Linden, Texas. Farm mm-hmm. family. He had a large mm-hmm. family, and and in Linden, they uh, apparently sold. They grew things, and so got had a wagon and went around and sold things to people. And mm-hmm. so, Daddy couldn't didn't uh wasn't eligible for the military, and otherwise he would have gone, but he didn't. So he went to work for a wholesale grocer in Dallas. I don't remember the gentleman's name now, but anyway, he worked over there for a while, and he decided he wanted to do his own thing. But he, he had a lot of respect for his boss, and he didn't want to go in competition with him. And so he came to Fort Worth, and that's how they got to Fort Worth. And, and uh, so he worked very hard. He was a young man then, of course, and he worked very hard. And uh, his health was a little bit not as good as it should be. And so the doctor, I think, suggested, or somebody suggested, why don't you play golf? Well, he took it up at Glen Garden. I see originally uh-huh. and uh and he thought he, he at first he said you know just chasing that little white ball around was kind of a silly thing he thought but apparently something happened along the way i don't know exactly what but uh and of course that's where he first met hogan and byron and so on but at, at glenn and uh but because the bug beat him big time as you know or you know see that we're sitting here Sure. Talking about some of the results, oh, and yeah. one of the results of that uh, he had as a result of it. So it was really a health, supposedly, he needed to do something health wise. And that's what uh-huh. I think the doctor had suggested earlier. That's what he chose. So that was starting him on the path that he went on as far as golf interests were.
2: So when he, uh, so building a country club like Colonial, that's quite an undertaking. That's awfully, um, Aggressive, I would think. what what gave him the impetus to do that? why did he why did he want to start colonial Country Club?
1: Well, I, I, I don't know that I can answer that totally. Uh, Daddy could take on whatever he wanted to take on pretty much and would and, and work hard enough at it and uh-huh. knew how to get things done uh-huh. and uh, I think he just fell in love with the game. And he wanted to He wanted to, wanted to have a course here. He was involved in River pressure somewhere along the way, too. You know, the story, the funny story, of course, is you know the Colonial had the first bent grass Greens uh-huh. in the Southwest and were there for the Open in 1941. Of course, the fact that he was able to get the Open, it was the first time it was uh, in this part of the country at all. Uh-huh. And the fact that he was able to convince the USGA to uh, have the Open here. But he... He just had that ability, he had the desire to do things, he, he had vision. That's the thing that I would describe my father as the most, I guess. Other than being a, a wonderful man, He, his vision, he could not only visualize things, but he could make them happen. Uh-huh. You know, he didn't just see what it could be, he could see what it could be and then he'd make it happen.
2: So once he caught the golf bug, he it just naturally progressed to, hey, he I did. want to build a golf club.
1: Yes, he did.
0: I heard thing. that uh, one of the reasons he did it, and, and this may just be folklore, but he was at, he was on the uh, Greens Committee at Yeah. Oh. and they came, he yeah. was, said, let's let's put Vintgrass Green in was yeah, right. that right? That's right.
1: I don't know he was on the Green Committee, he probably was, mm-hmm. but, and of course, we lived right on where our house was. I spent more time probably at Rivercrest than I did cloning on. Mm-hmm. Of course, Eddie wasn't around, and then when I was growing up, so i could walk up my driveway, and I'd be right on number 9T, but... Yeah, the story goes that he wanted to try the bent grass greens. He thought they were he. Had, I think I'm not real sure about this. I wish I knew, and when, I'm going to ask him one of these days when I get the mm-hmm. chance. But uh, uh, I think he had visited because I've seen some paperwork and some things. I think he had visited some other golf courses where they had bent grass, and he thought it was the finest putting mm-hmm. surface. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he tried to convince Rivercrest to change or at least a green or maybe a couple of greens and uh and of course so as the story goes uh they finally told marvin so if you're so hell bent on bent grass greens why don't you just go build your own golf course <laughs> so now how much that's really is true i, I, I like i sure. told that story oh, a lot oh everybody's heard that story i mean you know it, it, it makes a great story and you know? i'm so it it sounds like it could've, that could have happened the way it did. So, he, of course, he paid. He, you know, he told him he said, "I'll put them in. If you we don't like them, they don't work. I'll pay to take them out." He was going to pay for all of it. And, uh but anyway, yeah. that didn't happen, as you know. So they ended up at Bentgrass Greens at Colonial. Well, I mean, regional... some people
0: refer to him as the Godfather of Bentgrass in this part of the country. Well, that's true. He really was for a long time.
1: and it mean, was Leonard Bent. It was a Leonard right.
0: grass of course. It's gone. that's now, We'll but... have to cover that later in the story, and mm-hmm. we'll make sure we cover that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. So
1: so
2: so he built colonial and uh apparently had a vision for another
1: golf club he did
2: and i've heard the story of your dad looking at pieces of land not only here but looking in california as well
1: mostly california I think. was it's... it
2: san francisco or no no
1: it? no it was in it was in the pebble beach area basically okay. in that northern part of course of, of california we, we our family spent several summers when we were all still young, and at, at first at Santa Barbara, played there at the Valley Club, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and he did too, of course, and uh, but he was all the time looking. He he just had a desire to build another golf course. And it's it's a wonder that Shady Oaks isn't in California. <laughs> Could have been pretty easily, because it, it uh, he and Mister Carter, Amon Carter, owned the property that Shady Oaks is Shady Oaks now.
2: They owned it together.
1: No no no. Well, mr. Carter. yeah okay. yeah Carter owned it, and and show farm i think they call it as, as you said earlier and um uh, I, I i i'm pretty sure that he had, he and dad had talked about or maybe daddy had seen the properties what i think maybe and and uh but mr carter wasn't interested in selling it apparently at that particular time or it just didn't work whatever i don't know exactly uh-huh. but uh we we spent the summers in California. We I went with Daddy a lot of times looking at property out there, beautiful areas out there. Any areas we would know or recognize today? Well, well uh, not specifically, but it was more just areas, countryside areas. Wow. I guess you might say that were not really that way in California, but uh, I can remember traveling with him in, around just in the northern part of California where we were. And... Uh, but he had obviously he had a desire to build, and, and as I say, it's a wonder that he didn't end up, he was pretty close to buying a piece of property. And I can't tell you, that was in Montecito, or I'm not sure exactly where it was at, at the time, that he was looking at that a particular piece of property. And Mr. Carter died, or he had died at, uh, prior to that, I guess. And Jenkins Garrett, who was my dad's attorney and right-hand thing, and a lot of things, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, called, uh, called, and they said the property, is Shady yoke's farm, is for sale, and he bought it instantly. So it your didn't dad, take long.
2: So your dad had talked with him, and he
1: was I think alive. so. I think I, I'm pretty I sure see. that's I'm pretty sure that's correct. But didn't want to but, sell at the time. Well, at the, I guess he didn't at that particular time. But mm-hmm. but after but obviously it was for sale after he died. So I say obviously it was for sale. So so it didn't take any time till you know yoke started developing and of course i've always been so grateful that it happened here not in california sure so so i've heard the
2: story that mr leonard was on his way to california to potentially close a deal and that he gets a call that shady oaks is for sale or he turned around and came back is that any truth i'm not sure
1: about that okay i really don't know about that uh daddy would not fly so wherever he went it was on the train so we all went on the train and uh, so uh, I I don't know what really he turned around whether that was the case or not I'm I'm just not sure. Yeah,
0: stories uh, similar to what I've heard is that, and, and you clarified this finally um, that he had been asking Ammon Carter to buy the property for a long time, and he kept saying no, and he was kind of getting a little frustrated, and and it, so he was on the train, and he got a call from Ammon Carter, which is obviously not. Obviously not true. Obviously you not know. Sure, yeah. Well,
1: yeah. that that may very well be. i I'm just not sure of that.
0: So well, but it, uh, it's 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 all worked out anyway. So
1: yeah, I know it didn't take him any time to <laughs> once he knew it was available, he bought it. I don't even remember what he paid for it. I'm I'm sure whatever Mr. Carter's estate well, had it evaluated. I what he paid for it. I don't right. imagine he quibbled on right. that at all. And Marty, top, Marty or, when
2: he when he was ready to build another golf course, did he really hone in on this particular pro- property, or did he was he looking in other parts of Fort Worth?
1: As far as I know, it was this was the one. This He's was really the one. Looking, I think so.
2: It's it's kind of interesting, at least to me, that Colonial is so flat and it's oh, yeah. down there next to that river, river bottom, river bottom, and and yet here's Shady Oaks yeah. and it's so hilly and so many elevation changes. One of the highest points here, in
1: Fort Worth. I guess that appealed to me. I th- I think so. And then, of course, you move on to Hollow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And so he he just yeah, he obviously had you know had had a desire uh, to build different golf courses I think too because Gerschied and are quite different as as is Star Hollow. Was your dad a good player? He was. He was pretty good. He's a really uh, good putter. Uh, really good putter. He could make anything he had to make. That's right. Just about. That's what they always said, and he did. He was a really good putter. He would shoot in when he was playing. Uh, mostly, he could shoot in the high 70s. I see. Not all the time, but mm-hmm. a lot of the time, you know, so he he was a pretty good golfer. Uh-huh. Of course, Hogan used to tell him, yeah, see if I, I had not thought about this in a long time, but daddy had kind of a floppy swing, if that's a way to put it. Mm-hmm. And wasn't, you know, and, and I mean, I mean Hogan would say, Marvin, God damn it, probably is what he said <laughs> <laughs> sure he to, <laughs> to, 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 to my father and said, you need to you need to how did he put it to him he said you need to you're just too loose you know and he'd try to work him, and of course he, that never worked <laughs> <laughs> but he was a pretty good he was he was a pretty good golfer and excellent putter i still got his putter of course not that i, was, not that I could ever use it but probably why i got interested in bent green greens because
2: he was a good putter
0: well that may be part of it yeah for yeah. sure but uh so what are your first memories of, of even just the property, maybe walking around out here during construction, you know, just take us through the, you know, pre Well, this was, opening. this was, well, first of all, uh,
1: just background, uh, Shawshady Oaks opened in 58, and that's when I married. And none of this was here. The mall, nothing was out here. It, it was just, you know, <laughs> no, and, and, imagine. and, uh, uh, well, I remember we had our reception here, and uh, it, this was just like a uh, countryside, you know. That's what I remember about it. And I remember getting out, and Daddy, of course, he could drive anywhere that he could get around, and he'd get stuck about half the time. John Maddox could tell all kinds of stories about being with him, looking at your property, <laughs> and getting stuck places. And uh, I I do remember riding around with him some. Of course, I was, you know, I was not, uh, at that time, I sort of was doing my own thing. And after married moved away for a little while, not very long. And uh, so I missed uh, uh, some of that and what's going on. But uh, uh, the, the thing I remember is is, is, is is that it wasn't developed at all. There was no mall, no,
0: no I-30. No. Was that all part of his plan, Westover and everything? Yes. Yeah. The new part of Westover. In Ridgewater, right. right. of course, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Was Westover a, a town at
1: mm-hmm. that time, mm-hmm. it was? As far as I know, I think so. I'm sure, sure it was. They, have, they called it Old Westover and New Westover. Uh-huh. And the part that they built
0: in was a, a newer part of Westover. How I about think. Ridgemore? Is that part of it? Oh, the yeah. Well,
1: well, it's part of his development. Right. He developed, he and John, okay. what Mannix helped him, he, they
0: developed all Ridgemore. Is there a story of and, why he named it Ridgemore? Oh,
1: goodness, Mike. Um... i'm not sure i know there was some way that they designated to name all those streets the way they name in their alphabetical order right right there they are but uh
0: but story i, don't I heard be... about that and, and
1: uh, it, maybe, I, maybe I spark I it
0: uh, that it was inspired by his desire to build a golf course in california and right. i don't know the language is probably italian but it was uh it meant over, a view of the ocean. Yeah, yeah, I think that's possible. Think that's, right. I think that's possible. Yeah. Yes. So,
1: and I think that. the
0: names of the streets had some connection to that too. We named the streets. Do you remember, uh, you know, when when your dad was interviewing architects, anything about that process of how he how he chose Robert Trent Jones? Well, he thought he was the best at that time. Yes, probably was, but, and he was. Yeah, he was considered that at that time. That's that's the reason for it and then so there's it's been told that you know near the end of the project Robert Trent Jones was, it was pretty common for him to leave a project and so uh there I don't think there was misunderstandings between the two is not what I've heard it's just that Robert Trent Jones just sort of left and, and it wasn't really complete have you ever heard that uh, I haven't and so then and then uh, do you remember the the history and you can correct me if I'm wrong but uh, they uh, after the golf course was was opened there's basically one set of tees correct long mm-hmm. runway type tees and then uh they brought in charlie achie oh yeah to right. uh to build a back tees and maybe mm-hmm. a couple forward tees
1: and Plummer i think was involved as and well then, yeah Ralph so Plummer, Plummer came in
0: after when jones wasn't around yeah. Plumber was working everywhere around and came in and yeah. sort of left a little stamp and helped your dad get through finishing he the did. project. And then Charlie Ackie came in and, and we'll okay. cover more parts of the recent history you know, later. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Charlie Ackie was a left-handed golf pro at uh, Old Carswell Golf That's Course. Right. Yeah. That's right.
2: So, yeah. so Marty,
0: is it, is it true uh, there's a story that goes around
2: that Mr. Hogan tried to talk your dad out of buying this property? Because he said, "Oh, it's too hilly. There's too many elevation change." Is that true?
1: I don't know. Never heard that.
0: I've heard that a lot. I've read it. Doesn't mean it's right. Did he you try to talk him out of it? Behind he it? said That's he didn't think the property was very good for it. As a matter of fact, our current architect Mike Cocking uh, mm-hmm. refers to that, saying he he thought that your dad was smarter than Ben Hogan, saying that uh, you know because Mister Hogan said this is not a property for a golf course. You're you're out of your mind trying to build a golf course here. And then he went ahead and did it, and and uh, and so Mike says he felt just like your dad is. He thinks it's beautiful and great piece of property for a golf course.
1: Yeah, well, it's, obviously it is. <laughs> no question about that.
2: It's probably probably unusual for the state of Texas at that time to have this a golf kind of course.
1: Yes, yeah, I would say so. Change. Probably so at that particular. Yeah, yeah. I think like, that's right. Well, he thought it was just just right. Mm-hmm. You know, so and turned and, uh, right <laughs> and, and, and I think yeah I think he was right no question
2: so so I guess your dad called it Shady Oaks because it was Shady Oak Farm
1: yeah, I think he's already had sort of the name uh-huh. and, and uh, but supposedly my mother had some say in that in the naming of it so I don't know for sure that's true but that's what what I understood so well, I and, and,
2: and I've always heard that you know the the tree logo
1: mm-hmm. is
2: is kind of a copy of the hanging tree.
1: Oh, definitely. It was. I mean, that's what it was. And
2: do you know much about the legend of the hanging tree? Well, I don't know
1: much. Supposedly, my father had talked to somebody that, I don't know whether they'd witnessed a hanging there or something, something like that. There really was a hanging there. And so, of course, you know, Daddy loved the obviously, uh, uh, because of that, as well as Star Hollow of course, after Bell Star, the female outlaw out there, that, you know, they named that the, the name Bell Star, B-E-L-L-S-T-A-R-R but when daddy built there he he had heard stories that Bell Star, the female outlaw had been there and so he named it Bell Star and named it after her name, the way she spells it so it's really a little different but it's sort of the idea He he obviously, think about it I hadn't really thought about that much but Look back on it, and I think he felt the same way about Shady Oaks. But supposedly, there was a, somebody that he had either talked to or seen, or, but didn't want to be identified. They'd actually seen a hanging there. And of course, I hated it when we lost our tree. It was definitely built around that tree, no question about it.
0: The plaque right. on the tree, I still have it, reads uh, that the legend yeah. was that seven horse yeah. thieves were hung there. And I'm going I'm to try as part, part of my
2: research. I'm going to see if see, I can confirm that. Yeah, I'm going to go back as far as I can and see how. Good. See if we can confirm that somehow. You would think that would have happened in the late 1800s if it did at all. Well, it
1: seems like a logical place we think about because we it know is. what a high point it is there, and it seemed yes. like that would have been a great place to. I guess anyway, <laughs> if that's a possibility to have a great place for a hanging, it seemed like that might have been it.
0: <laughs> so, do you think did did your dad vision? Why did he build Shady Oaks? What was his purpose? Was it, was it business? He want to build another golf Oh, no. Not at all. No, he, so. he basically covered all the bills for the first, what, 10, 12 years, right? Oh, yeah. Same thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Until he sold it to the members. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think he just, it's just something he obviously had an interest in and loved golf and wanted to do it. You know, it wasn't for any particular reason. And and I don't think uh, Cortetti and Hogan got together long before that, but uh, I don't think there was any particular, uh, Influence, and Daddy and Hogan didn't get along all the time. I mean, they did get along, but right. they didn't agree on everything. You know, it's like his swing. I can just hear him saying that <laughs> floppy swing. <laughs> that was really funny. But uh
2: did it was your dad's? Uh, did he have a vision of a small club? Did Did he have a? I, I guess a better way to put it is, did he have a vision of a different club than what Colonial
1: Oh, definitely. It was more of a family-oriented club, I think. That's what I would say that was intended to be, and it is, you know. Uh-huh. And the uh, Shady Oaks was more of a, uh, gosh, how would you say it? Uh, wasn't that it wasn't family-oriented, but uh, a more of a, I hate to say signature piece, but something like that that would be associated with, not necessarily with him, but would be a, the best
0: you know golf course
1: clubhouse whatever it was you know and he did everything yes. he could he got the best people he could to make it the most and of course back in those days you know don't have all the courses we have now obviously and so it was a it made uh you know it made uh, do you know the magazine town and country yes well you know i guess it's long gone i don't know whether it still yes. exists or not of course they did have you seen that i'm sure oh you yeah we had had a song had about that. of course yes, i right. tried to but but uh, you know, I, I, I he wanted it to be the very best, and it was. It is. Uh, yes.
2: I'm. I've always. Uh, I hope this isn't too long a question. But can age when we were uh, when we were looking at the renovations and so forth, I noticed that you know we've got a third of the golf courses in Westover Hills. We've got mm. a, basically a good chunk of it that's in the city of Fort Worth, and then we've got West this portion. And then we got this portion over here, which is in Westworth Village. And it dawned on me that your dad put all the improvements, all the permanent improvements on this property in Westworth Village. And I just wonder if you know if there was a particular purpose behind that. I don't, I don't I, if I, I, I had to if I were to guess, I would think your dad thought, you know, it's gonna be a lot easier to deal with Westworth Village it in the future. But it I wasn't. Oh no.
1: That was a bit of a struggle, was it really? Yeah, but he made it happen. Yeah, they, well, it was a, a up and I mean, it was they were so unsophisticated. I guess you might say. I don't, you know, it, the village was that time. It's come okay. a long way, and it's had its issues. But it, I know he. There were a lot of things that went back and forth with Westworth mm. village, so it wouldn't. But I think it just happened that way. That's just the way the land was. The way it it was, you know. So
0: could have had anything to do with it. It it wasn't the original, I guess, uh, farmhouse sitting where the clubhouse is sitting. Do you remember that at all? Say that again. Was the original farmhouse that Amos Carter had sitting where the clubhouse now sits? The reason I ask that is because I I think you and I pretty much I think. But if you drive in the front entrance of the club and you look carefully, you can finish it. you, you can see
1: the lane right to the exactly.
0: house. Yeah, absolutely. And the straight line of trees. That, and, that's uh, exactly. You know, and it's doors, still there. I mean, yes, it is. The trees, hopefully those trees stay. I still look for still. it I, so I, do too, I can't too. help but do it. I know. So maybe that was part of the reason, you know, because some people have suggested that the clubhouse should have been on the top of the hill on eight. No. no. You know. And,
1: no, no, it, it was here. Now um, you're here. here. Jogging my memory or trying to, and I uh, don't always get it right. I'm pretty sure I had been in the house here and some of my friends right. as well, I think, before. before. Right. So right. It was, That's what I've always heard. And there was a, down here where the, well, what's down there now, but close to uh, 16, down there in that, well, in the hillside, there was a car buried in there. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah,
0: I remember too. No. I remember that. You remember and, that? Yeah. Um, and I remember they uh, some golf carts were in there too. Yes, and they were using them for erosion control exactly. on the creek bank. I'll be dark, Yeah, that's you could see, you could see one of the in golf fact, carts. I think one of
1: them was my what an old car of mine. I think I'm not <laughs> absolutely certain. But I think so.
0: Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah.
2: Marty, when I first came and well, when I first came, I remember I didn't become a member until. Ninety-three, But I remember uh, as I played the golf course, there were features of the property and the golf course that reminded me of Augusta. I've never played Augusta, but I have been to the tournament a few times. And like when you play number 16, it's like a reverse number 12. Uh, I remember when I first joined, there was no rough anywhere. And mm-hmm. at the time, yeah. Augusta had no rough anywhere. Uh, I'm just curious if Augusta inspired your dad. I
1: think so. To some degree. I yeah. think definitely so. And I think of course I know he wanted the white sand. They had that beautiful sand out uh-huh. in California. I know he in fact he got it. <laughs> I mean he used it as well. And uh so I think he was definitely influenced by you know, by the best, which, which Augusta was in and certainly out in Pebble each and that area is there. So I would agree with that. Yeah. Um I've heard stories
2: about the Invitational. Oh, gosh. Back in, uh, did your dad start that immediately? With some of
1: them. Well, no, not immediately. I think it wasn't too far after it, though, I don't think. and uh, It was really unusual, special. And, of course, they could get, you know, they got all kinds of important people. Of course, uh, uh, Crossman, 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 go in here. Uh, Well, I'd have to go back and look. I can't remember all the people that were, but it was it was a very special it was a very unusual term. I Never had heard of anything like it. And uh, he had a lot of people involved in it. Daddy, I, I think, got it going, but but had the idea and the concept of it. But but a lot of other people were involved in, in it. It sounded a bit like what Bing Crosby did. At yeah, Pebble
2: Beach.
0: I think that's I think that's right. Uh huh. I think it went every other year for eight years seems like it was it yeah it was, i can't remember exactly but, yeah i mean there was glenn ford and uh gosh i mean mickey mantle all kind of different you know celebrities came and played with, with other members and they did and they, and, they, and they apparently they played for a lot of money and, a lot of money and had yeah, a lot of money break meals everything was black tie and just you know really something like they
1: they've th- thought of every detail i can remember that and and took care of the spouses as, as well just as, as uh-huh. much so as the golfers themselves and it big calcutta of course of course we got big calcuttas nowadays too but uh it was a very unique event right. no question
0: about it it was unlike anything else i think around i've yeah. seen a lot of pictures of it oh yeah i'll show you some sometimes okay well, I'm, I'm before begin. i
2: forget it i was going to ask you um when your dad was about building the golf course here how far away was development I guess is, is the question. I mean, how far did you have to go that way to find any improvements, to find any homes, to find any businesses? Well,
1: you know where New Westover is, so certainly there was nothing much that direction until you got to the older part. Uh-huh. Of course, of course, the air, the air, uh, the base, base was across from club, and that was you know it's pretty much of an source source site because uh-huh. it was not. Very well kept, and, yeah. and and of course that's changed since then. But you you there wasn't uh, like say when you originally when you went out across the golf course, then you were just still in the prairie, you know, and the i thIrty wasn't there at that particular time. And uh, I I remember distinctly, of course, and and uh, when we had our reception here, and John had some wild friends. <laughs> and wanted to you know give a hard time i guess i don't know what the guys do but anyway and so we took a dirt road out across here to get to uh we ended up at green oaks that's where we ended up staying and it was just like going out across the prairie to get to where <laughs> i never will forget there And we got in the car and took off you know really fast and all that kind of stuff but uh, but the uh Westward Village, of course, was developed, but that uh, certainly none of Ridgemar and none of, uh there's nothing there and no. not in the new part of, uh, I mean, the old part of, the new part of Westover.
0: So going kind of back, one quick question and get back to the golf part, uh, James, but uh, so when the clubhouse was first built, I mean, it was immaculate and, you know, the finest you could build and the pool area i remember looking at pictures that the swimming pool area had a had a glass wall around it you know to keep I it warmer. yeah uh, yeah but i also w- was told and i have not confirmed this probably could easily that the shape of the swimming pool replicated the shape of the of the building if you look down on them both they both had the same shape i don't know i think it's pretty close i've looked at it i just have to confirm that was the intent you know I, so. I don't i don't know mike i can't answer that one you yeah. know what um what would you say, do you remember who hit the first shot to open golf course? And so when, tell me about the... Do you mem- remember
2: the day it opened? I
0: think we might have that.
1: I think I no, I that. don't. I was involved in lots of other things,
0: yeah. you know, yeah. so I don't know all the... Do you remember the, the, the original membership process? Did he just pick his friends or uh, <laughs> did he invite people and then... You know, take take us through what you remember about that. And then even through when he decided to sell the club to the members.
1: Well, I think he always had that in mind, just like he did with Colonial. He's going to get it going. And then he, you know, and of course he was footing the bill for it for a long time as well. And uh, uh, I'm sure there, I think there was an invitation sent out somehow, you know, and, and I don't remember. I can't tell you what it was, but uh, uh and I, I don't even really remember what the membership fee was at right. that time. It wasn't anything like it is now, of course. But uh, um, And of course, Colonial already existed at that point. And though, though it's different, it still I guess you'd say, competition or whatever. But but the fact that Daddy had built Colonial and then decided to build Shady Oaks helped things, you know. And he, he, uh, uh, he definitely it took a while to persuade a lot of people i think and, right. and it was fairly expensive at that point too so but but he did so does $6,500 sound right or
0: does that mm-hmm. sound that bad? sounds about I right i think it was i think that i think that's
1: right yeah. that number sounds right right yeah mm-hmm. and i don't have members ahead initially but uh
0: it was very low for, for a while I mean, oh yeah I, you know very low, low and then slowly built it up and so then uh he sold the club to the members in '72, correct? Mm-hmm. And I guess he made Eddie Childs the club's first president. That's correct, right? I hadn't
1: thought about that, but yes, that's correct.
0: Yeah. So yeah, uh, I was fortunate enough to spend some time with Mr. Childs later on. Were you? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, yeah. He's a, he's a good, that's a good thing to spark that memory. I mean, yeah, he was he was just such a gentleman to all the staff. You know, was he one of the mm-hmm. great things he that might like good man? I yeah. think about so. Yeah, so, so do you remember anything and, about the the process of? Of uh, the sale, do you remember anything about that that might be unique? Was it controversial at all? I mean, was it, uh, or was it just time and they were financially ready enough to, to go on their own? I think so.
1: I think so. I think that's correct. I don't remember being controversial
0: for some reason. I don't imagine that many people would argue with your dad about something like that. <laughs> he <laughs> well, says it's time, it's time, and you're either in or you're out, probably. Well,
1: you do it in the right way. Oh, right? yeah,
0: sure. Yeah,
1: let's see. He had a way of knowing how to do that. Had to deal with people for sure.
2: Marty, did he ever, did he ever look at Colonial and then later Shady Oaks as a business deal, or was he was he strictly trying to contribute to golf? Oh, He's just doing something he wanted to do. I think just doing something he wanted.
1: To That's do. the way I the way I would see it. Yeah, no, no, it definitely wasn't a business situation. And of course, it cost him a lot of money to do what he did. And but he wanted to do it and was willing to do it, and fortunately could afford to do it. Uh mm-hmm. huh. And uh, of course, he'd worked long and hard at Leonard's and and, and uh, had been successful at that, obviously, and uh, enabled him to do those those kind of things.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, what are your sort of your fondest memories of, of the early years at Shady Oaks? And, and then, even you know, later on, what, what are your fond memories? I mean, being president, well, you must have been fond of, of being the of being president
1: of the Oh, of course, I was proud to be, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Well, of course, as I say, we—I always claimed that that uh, when I got married, we opened the club, which we did. Was, was that the, the first, first function? event, nice, the first oh, event, and awesome. and and all the downstairs wasn't it wasn't finished completely, but enough so that we could use the use it for for that. And we didn't plan our date around that for any reason. It's just the way that it worked out. Uh, but uh,
0: uh, both clubhouses are, are great in their own way, but the old clubhouse describe the 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 old clubhouse to the people that have never seen a picture of it even
1: well uh, of course as as you know i was very disappointed that clubhouse got torn down because uh, i thought it was a uh, the structure was such a beautiful building it was done by local architects and the building itself and it could have been preserved but anyway that's history so uh
0: uh I mean, walking in the front door I'll, I'll the same front doors we have today I no but yeah. walk in the front door you open those doors and there's a big vast room with, you know this great wooden floor and you know, these two beautiful paintings on the walls right above the fireplace and For the tree and you know, the tree was mar- marble. was marble giant big marble tree um, you
1: know the the woman who did the decorating was the wife of daddy's manager at Leonard's Henderson her name was Jessie Mae Henderson, and she wasn't in the business really of doing it. But Daddy got hurt, and she had such good taste; she was able to find the chandelier. I mean, you know, whatever it was, and and I think he probably pretty much gave her open pocketbook, right. so she could. He he won the best, you know, and she did a, a fabulous job on the building. It, was, it I thought it was one of the prettiest, prettiest you know, I met.
2: Who Who was the
0: architect, Marty?
1: Oh. Uh, was it was it Hedrick? Uh, I think I've got it at home. I think it's
0: right there. on the, the picture yeah. man, right there of a, a sketch of the first building, yeah, and it's it, on there. I think it's why. Yeah. I think it was Wyatt
1: Hedrick, I believe. Was it
2: modeled? Do you know if it was modeled after some other building I elsewhere in the so. country? Or? I don't
1: think so. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't know any of that, of course. But uh, I don't. I don't think
0: so.
2: Pretty much
1: on the site of the old farmhouse. I think so. Mm-hmm. I, I
0: think so. So, who would be the most famous people that you've played with out here over the years, other than Ben Hogan? Never and, played with Hogan. You didn't? Never. Really? Can you believe that? I've got I'm that
1: wonderful this. photograph, you know, of Hogan and me standing right out. Is he, out on, one there. Knee?
0: Is he on one knee? You know, looking. At your no, early no, no.
1: He's standing he stand sort of behind me, and I'm swinging, and of course I'm going, to, and, he, and, and he's pointing straight right.
0: He I mean, just knows that's where it's going to go. Well, so through the
1: years, people have asked me so many times well, about Hogan having a sense of humor. Does he have a sense of humor? I said, I said, well, let me give you the best example I know of personally, and he took they took some pictures of me. I don't know what the purpose of the pictures were, but just me hitting the golf ball and him standing by. Him, but that that one in particular, with right. straight right, so and I'm he, I'm smiling and <laughs> it's kind of funny, but. Uh, Let's see, what did you ask me Do you
0: Who? Famous people. Oh, yeah. Celebrities. Interesting.
1: Well, Mickey Wright used to play over there. She's one of the most famous ones, I'd say. Right. She yeah, used to come sure. over here and play. And uh, uh, well, there have been a lot. Who was the prince that came? So I can't remember. I have to go back and re- recall that. But uh, I think, I think I can't remember whether Jack Benny was here or not.
0: There's a picture of yeah, him. I think yeah. so. Yeah,
1: I think he was here. And, uh, gosh. Any
2: presidents, possibly? Of course, President Bush had been out here. Both of them. W. Well, well yeah, they have they, Both
1: been here. Yeah, I remember the elder seeing him out here the first time. And, of course, George W. as well. Um, George W. has been at Star Hollow that I uh, he, he i got a call one day and i don't know him well but i knew him and and uh said he heard about star hall and he wanted to go play i said i think i can arrange that for you so that's neat that's i didn't neat. play with him but I, he brought a couple of gals from dallas that he played with all the time that he liked they were good golfers and that was not it was, neat. It was uh, that's several years ago now but uh I, there were a number of i'm, I'm trying to think of
0: your dad had a lot of celebrity friends too, didn't he?
1: Well, some, yeah, yeah, and through the golf, of course, he definitely did. You know, and and some of those, of course, were invited to the uh, Invitational, right. As well, and played at the Invitational. We ought to have, do we not have any history on that?
0: We do a little bit, yeah. There, we have we have an old should file it. on it. You yeah. should, yeah, yeah. We'll have to get pull that out for sure. So, kind of changing yeah. the subjects a little bit, and and uh, you know, when I first got here, I think my second week here you were hosting the shady ladies
1: oh well that's a whole other story
0: that's a that's a there's a lot of stories a lot of stories about shady ladies i'm not going to go into my lesson but my lesson that first week was a rough one i got a rough lesson (laughs) really said i'm not in san antonio anymore (laughs) (laughs) it was uh, a a member friend uh i didn't know i didn't know the standards and i was 21 years old and and i just come from a military background everything was black and white but I really didn't know that you're supposed to wash the members clubs at night you know mm. and i've only been here a week or two and so Gosh. we didn't do a very good job of washing the clubs and uh you can probably imagine who let me know about it real quick it <laughs> wasn't <wouldn't> you
1: <laughs> no and i mean
0: i learned a lesson it was great i just didn't know, you know? yeah sure
1: Shady <laughs> <But>, uh, ladies <laughs> was was equally uh, uh as the invitational i would say is different but it was equally as as uh, significant here, because we had women come from all over. I I had played in, in up in Colorado Springs with uh, you remember Carolyn and mm-hmm. of course, and and some of the Sarah Airman and a bunch of us, Juanita Chambers, and on and on and on, and we played in in the Smoochers called Smoochers up in Colorado Springs, a lot of hills, place used to be, of course. It
0: was and, a ladies' invitation. Yes, there. Right.
1: yes, and I thought you know that. I think we could do that too. So Carolyn and I started it. And uh we ended up getting uh Yeah. And it was a serious event as far as the golf concerned, but there's a lot of stuff went on. <laughs> we we did it. We always had a theme of one sort or another and uh uh different different things and and the women loved it. They'd come from all over the place to play in it. Yeah. It it, it it was it was well known. We all did
0: skits for every yes. event, right?
1: Uh, one year we, the prizes, so we got the beautiful pins mm-hmm. there, the hanging tree pins with the stones
0: in them. I was going to bring that up. The, the The prize is incredible. It's a it's a, it's a beautiful hanging tree yeah. gold pin. You, know, you get you get different colors, right? Yes. And some different had diamonds. Stones. Yeah. yeah. Right. The diamonds were the winners. And yeah.
1: uh, one year we decided for for and we had an active group of women, obviously. Here we couldn't have done what we did, and. Uh, <clears throat> From June Bunker on, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we decided one year we were going to make needlepoint pieces of the hanging tree for prices. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine that, mm-hmm. we we got enough women here to needlepoint. Even I, I think did a piece. Not there never, never had done any needlepoint before. And there were different things. There were different items. they were different. It wasn't all the same thing. That was pretty unique. You know, yeah. you don't see that kind of thing happen very often. And time
2: consuming. And I'm through, sorry. Oh, yeah. Compared. Well,
1: we had to start like, way ahead of time. You yeah. Know? yeah, we had the tournament in the fall, of course, and uh, no. so we had a lot of fun times with with that tournament, and it was it was well known. Yeah,
0: uh, it was well. I known. got to know that pretty quick. I think it was my second one, and I'm probably I'm trying not to exaggerate, but we had to get a cart out of the creek on eighteen, mm-hmm. and uh, not doubt that. And uh, the first thing to come floating up was whiskey bottles. <laughs>
1: Not for the women, I'm sure. <laughs> that must have been Gordon Harriman. <laughs> we got him out there in the water. You know, one time we got him out there and where he shoot around on fourteen uh across sort of across the water he can. And he was in a he was in a boat out there. I can't remember what, what what he was doing. It was part of our theme for that year. But anyway, we had a lot of fun. Goodness, we had a good time with those tournaments and they were yeah. very very popular
0: remember the one where we had the assistant pro jump out of the plane and land on AT? yes so we had an assistant pro that was a green beret and he forgotten first, he that, said we you know, can we can fly me over and, and i'll parachute onto eight and i'll hit the first shot and we'll, we'll take off <laughs> and that's what we did i kind of forgot we did that some too. yeah i've
1: forgotten that and, we did some pretty uh, unique things that's great
2: when your when your dad purchased the property he didn't just purchase this property he purchased quite a bit more
1: he per- I, I believe it's 1200 acres I think that's what the original was. and it, it, it encompassed the area all the way from uh or the Ridgemar Ridgemar Mall that whole area all the way to I30 basically pretty much mm-hmm. or almost yeah, all the way cuz the Ridgemar course is that way and mm-hmm. then it, and then uh, of course, Roaring Springs Road on this side, and then I guess you'd say uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, of course, there were new streets, huh. like Westover Drive. Now, where you go in, uh, I'm not doing a very good job of describing it for you, but it it is this entire. This was all one piece of his, of Mr. Uh-huh. Carter's
2: So this this part that's new Westover, your dad developed that and Ridgemark, and Ridgemark,
1: and all right. Ridgemark, gotcha. and Ridgemar Mall.
2: So that the property he bought may have well, I'm just speculating, but it may have gone all the way to where the base starts potentially.
1: Well, no, I don't think so far. Not that, far. but there was some. There were a couple of small parcels out uh, uh, on White Settlement, sort of that area there. That that he owned, I know, that was okay. part of the property, but it was small. They weren't uh, a big part of this. I do remember some of that, and uh, uh, we're pretty close.
2: <laughs> did you have? Did he do the Star Hall Golf Course before Shady Oaks? Or did oh you no, do it later? who,
1: Daddy Yeah. Oh no, oh no, it was. Uh, this opened in '58. It was. It wasn't too long after that, though. He, I'm trying to think. It's Star Hall's been there what? Fifty two years now, maybe something like that. Okay. And he got Joe Finger to help him with that. To start Joe Finger tech.
2: helped Star Off. Oh
1: I see. He decided
0: it, yeah. So when you if you think of what you're most proud of of Shady Oaks, what would that be? Besides being the president, but
1: uh first class facility i don't want to use that term first class very much but it's it's uh it's and it has such a good feel to it it has such history particularly the hogan history of course right my dad too and and uh um he was just he was an amazing man what he accomplished
0: these are good good times for you to think about them and absolutely absolutely. sounds like your dad was a very
2: very busy guy. He was very and capable of all the taking
1: time. on so much. Oh, he was. He was definitely.
0: So, um, going back to your early years, you, uh, what was your first impression of the golf course? The first time you played it, it's
1: hard, <laughs> but I figured out how to play it. You know, I, bet you I did.
0: What's your lowest score?
1: Uh, sixty-eight, I think.
0: Yeah, you've 60, just sixty-eight.
1: 60, sixty-eight, I that's an interesting kind of story just i think but of course i was still playing a good bit of golf then. and john and i had gone to africa on safari and um, we got back it was a sunday afternoon which we would play oftentimes on sunday afternoon you know and i i didn't realize how well i was and i was playing for the men's tees at right. that point too, that as sunday well now. yeah and uh what I guess you call them entities now. We can get different names, front, back, and all that stuff. But anyway, it wasn't the, wasn't up front, and uh, and it just was a. And I'm just, I think somebody else played with us. I don't remember now who it was. And uh, I remember I had to make a eight footer or something like that on eighteen. And I did. I I mean I knew I was playing well, but it wasn't like I was really concentrating on you know, and and we had just come back. That was the thing that struck me about it was, you know, I hadn't had a chance to even adjust to being back in <laughs> in this country, and, I, was, and I, was, I guess I was just loose. You know, one of those days where you didn't didn't have any, wasn't trying to do anything, just out playing golf for fun, and ended up shooting my lowest score, yeah.
0: We'll put that in perspective. Um, the golf course at that time was probably about 6,500 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, you're playing with woods and, and a lot of balls, and it's very long golf course, you know. Yeah. How far do you think you hit it off the tee at that time? Oh,
1: not that far. Two, two twenty-five, yeah, something so, like that.
0: Yeah, that's interesting.
1: If I hit a good shot, that scores
0: maintained was the course record for a number of oh, years. Nervous, I know. And yeah. uh, and <laughs> then we started building all the different tees. Sure. And and uh, so it's really hard. Well, to you got
1: some. You got the Angela Sandforts out here too, and people like that. At Mina a minor.
0: Mina Hart. Mina, Mina Hart.
1: Yeah. I mean, Mina.
0: Yeah. We, you know, I've always the, thought I, Better I, golfers than I am. But. You'd like to just have a great round board, not a course record board, because it's so, so different. Yeah. You know? Well,
1: it was pretty special. It was special yeah. for me. And yeah. the way it happened was it wasn't like I was out yeah. determined yeah. I was right. going to shoot this, you know, the best score. I just, right. it just happened. I <laughs> mm-hmm. hadn't about that in a while.
0: Well, I think your dad certainly had a great vision and community and all of us that have been close to shady oaks have benefited from it no many, question many about that from your leadership and you know, your time you know with the club and so well, we're grateful to have this start yeah. probably won't be the last time we talk to you, if you well really i hope get. not no no no
1: i'll be Maybe happy you to do it i'm sorry i can't remember better than some things or just don't simply don't know some of them things or some of them so i said i had my own life and i wasn't just you know as involved I, If I could do things over, I would do it a little different. I would have paid a lot more attention, of course. To well,
2: Marty, Marty, we're trying to what we hope with the Heritage Committee is that we're going to record and preserve the history of Shady Oaks. Something we haven't done a very good job of to this point. We've got a lot of young members that they know of Shady Oaks, but they don't know about Shady Oaks, and um, you know it's. something that's going to be fun to do oh, I think it's gonna be fun for the members to really understand the history and the texture and all the feelings that that surround this this terrific club that your dad started
1: well I, I think it's an honor that you're doing that and I uh, history of course is so is important uh, dealing with it with daddy and and, and the museum that I you know that I started. It's now in the Museum of Science and History. They asked. I've, I've been looking around trying to find because uh, I'm. You know, once I'm gone, I don't know anybody was going to take it over, and uh-huh. I, and so uh, anyway, they actually Museum of Science and History came to to me, and we made a deal in no time, and we just wow, had I'm last week soon. just last week had their opening of the, the small exhibit area that they've got. So it's pretty exciting. So I was cool. about uh, lodge you for trying to do that because it's it's important to people mm. and it gets lost if you don't do it before you know it that's the thing but. absolutely
0: well thank but you I mean, both so much well, for your time good uh, I to do it so if i can do any further let me know well there's a great chance but again as i, well, that's I stated that uh, you know your dad's vision has uh certainly right. this community's benefited from it and uh and the club is thriving and strong and thanks for People like you that have led us and through leadership over times, and so uh, we're very grateful, and we'll probably be visiting with you again. I hope so. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Marty. You bet.